The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I'm back from vacation. And it's July, Tuesday, July 6th. We're going to do some coach rankings. Joining me to do so, the man who hosted yesterday's podcast, John Breach, included with his interview with Lee Johnson. Tom Brady is Tom Brady's oldest teammate. Also joining me, Cody Benjamin. What's up, guys? John, uh, tell me... Give it a little fill-in on the uh, the Lee Johnson podcast. Everyone who didn't listen, go listen to it now. He is Tom Brady's oldest teammate. The guy was drafted in 1985, which is just mind-boggling to think that Tom Brady has an ex-teammate who was drafted 36 years ago. Like, try and wrap your head around that and the fact that Brady's still playing. Lee Johnson was 40 when he was Brady's teammate during Brady's rookie year. And he is the reason Tom Brady wears the number 12. You will have to listen to the podcast to find out why. Uh, now, Cody. Well, I started listening to this podcast and I learned in the first like 30 seconds that, that this guy like babysat John breach. And so that's an, another reason you should be going to listen to it. And I, I am honored to be part of the, the welcome back crew for Will Brinson coming off vacation. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> pleasure to be here. <laughs> and I mean, in full disclosure, Breach probably here because Debo wasn't sure if I would actually return from vacation. Uh, uh, there was literally spent- a 70% chance Brinson wasn't going to show up off his vacation. And Debo didn't want Cody stuck by himself doing these coaching rankings. He said, Breach, please show up. We don't know what's happening with Brinson. I've actually been back in town for several days. We, you know, we just ran it through the 4th of July, but uh, our, our rental was only through Saturday. We bounced on Friday. Because we had to come get our dog. Nobody cares about this information. I don't know why I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's get to the coach rankings. Uh, you didn't just do top 10 coaches, Cody. You did. You ranked all 32 coaches. You can go read it at cbsports.com right now. Could you give us your criteria for these rankings? I, I mean, one would presume best coaches. Here's how I rank them. But, you know, you got to weave in. There are a bunch of new coaches. You know, guys are unproven. Guys have Super Bowls. How do you weigh all that? Yeah, uh, it's it was kind of similar to we've we've talked, I mean, rankings every single day this summer, it seems like. And so a little bit like the quarterbacks, I'm trying not to look at just past performance, but also future outlook. And so, you know, it's easy to make it kind of I put in the intro there like a legends list. I mean, if you're doing that all time, there's no question, I think, that Bill Belichick is number one and so forth. And yet um, I kind of wanted to look at, you know, what they have going for them moving forward, too. And so. I guess the best way to look at it is kind of like if you were to draft any coach uh, for this season. And again, just like it's hard to separate quarterbacks from their team situations, it's hard to do that with coaches too. But um, I tried to do it. I don't think I did it perfectly, but um, I think that it was uh, because you got a a ton of first year coaches where, you know, are you going to slot them in above guys that have, have been in the NFL for 10 years or not? Uh, but definitely the it was the story that got the most blowback by far this year. So oh, far, so that was good. 
Yeah, more than the quarterbacks, for sure. Cody's a celebrity. Let me just tell you this. I'm minding my own business. Like, I have an off day last week. Or maybe it was – I don't remember when it was, or I was done working. All of a sudden, I see – you hear Cody's name pop up on the Colin Coward show. Oh, yeah. talking you about oh, his actually, coaching there, rankings. Let, let, me, let me correct that, though. He never gave me a name drop. He just called me the CBS intern who's since been fired. And neither <laughs> of those – Neither, <laughs> neither of those are true. I thought about asking him, like, would you have me on because you made a mistake? I mean, but yeah, I think pro football talk picked it up, but very few name drops. So I'm not as uh, big of a celebrity. as. as but I knew who he was talking about. That's what, you know, in my head, I was thinking, right. oh, that's right. Cody's story. They're talking about Cody's story. Right. Um, and Brenton, the funny thing about Coward talking about it is that, and this is something we talk about all the time whenever we do rankings, is that if you want to pull someone if you want to, if you say, Hey, this person got snubbed on the top 10 list and you want to put them on the top 10, then you have to pull someone out of that top 10. You can't just add a person. Cause then you have 11 in your top 10. It doesn't work. And coward couldn't do that. He was like, well, Kyle Shanahan deserves to be up there, but then he couldn't decide on who should have been replaced. And so maybe that's what we'll do. We'll figure that out. Who knows? Uh, but it was pretty interesting to listen to. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I think the biggest struggle for me in, in these coach rankings, and this is where we got to this. This is how Sean Wagner McGuff got fired from CBS is he ranked uh, Doug <laughs> right. Peterson too low. Essentially. Uh, and it's um, full circle. Yeah. Exactly. It's all full circle. You know, it's tough though. Like what do you do? So Mike Tomlin, for instance, and we'll, we'll get to the full rankings, but I just think Mike Tomlin's a good example. Mike Tomlin has two Super Bowl wins. You know, those have to count for something. He's never had a season below 500. And yet, I, I don't think, I think there are some names that you have below Mike Tomlin that I would take over him. And you know what I mean? It's, it's just hard. when it, Once a guy has won a Super Bowl, particularly one in the last couple of years, it's hard to, it's hard to like, push him down. Like Pete Carroll is a guy that people don't like as a coach right now for just because they think he's too old school and runs a football yeah. and doesn't want to let Russ cook. But he's got a Super Bowl, and the Seahawks don't win nine plus games every year, so it's it's hard to rank those guys. And then you mentioned the you know the, all the younger guys. It's hard to you know we don't know anything about Joe Judge right now. I mean, well, Giants yeah. fans, they'll tell you they do. Um, oh yeah, I bet they do. Right. right. But no, I think the best way to look at like it's totally subjective. That's what these rankings are for. Um, but I, I guess the best way to look at it, if you're like if you're really upset over something is like, where are they in terms of like, if you were to look at it in like quadrants, like uh, there's, you know, the top, you know, or, or just like thirds, whatever. Are you in the top third, the middle third or the, the bottom third? And most of the guys in the bottom third are just, they haven't had a chance to prove themselves yet. But if you've got a coach who's been around for several years, is he a top 10 coach? Is he a top 12 coach or not? And, and it's kind of, I think that's an easier way to say like, I mean, you can nitpick whether your favorite coach is like 17th instead of, you know, 15th. Uh, but I think the, the bigger picture thing is looking at which coaches are capable of leading you to a Super Bowl. And I think that there is a line there somewhere uh, where these kind of become good coaches instead of great coaches. I, I kind of like that idea. Like here's, here's how we're ranking them based on what, I, what you would want. If you, if you were just given any random, like you're going you're gonna to be placed in a, like a lot, like a, like a, like the lottery thing they do for the NBA draft. Right. And you're going to stick, it's going to spit out a ping pong ball with a random NFL team on it. And that's the team that your, your fate is decided on here. How would you rank the coaches you want them? You know, it's not, you get 
Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It's, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's more like if you had two exactly evenly matched teams playing a game tomorrow, who, which coach would you put in charge? Like is Belichick beating Andy Reid if right. they have the exact same talent on the field? Yeah, I like that. I think that's good. So let's get to the rankings and we'll start at the bottom because that's how this works. Oh boy. Because we want to troll John Breach since his coach <laughs> resides down here. Zach Taylor coming oh, in. I'm sorry. 30th. So I'm going to read through 23 through 32. And again, there's a lot of these guys are first year head coaches. I'll be curious. Uh, all right, I'm gonna, I'll read them really quickly. 23, Mike McCarthy. 24, Brandon Staley. 25, Vic Fangio. 26, Joe Judge. 27, Nick Sirianni. 28, Urban Meyer. 29, Robert Sala. 30, Zach Taylor. 31, Dan Campbell. 32, David Culley. I'm going to assume that people who listen to this podcast don't need me to tell them what teams those guys are for. Does that seem fair? Does, or should we? Uh, I mean, I would think if you're listening to a daily NFL, I don't know. <laughs> Right. Dan Kelly's so. a new coach to the Texans. Dan Campbell's a new coach to the Lions. Zach Taylor's been with the Bengals. Salad, new coach to the Jets. Urban, new coach to the Jaguars. Sirianni, new coach to the Eagles. Joe Judge, Giants. Fangio, Broncos. Staley, new coach of the Chargers. And Mike McCarthy, second-year coach of the Cowboys. Of that list of guys, Cody, you kind of hinted at it, so I guess that's the answer. Who got mo- – who? what fan base was most mad at their uh, their coach being situated in this bottom tier? Uh, yeah, it was definitely Giants fans. I mean, I didn't get any pushback from Cowboys fans really about Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's too high. (laughs) And that's hilarious. That's how much Cowboys fans hate their coach that if you didn't get blowback from them, they're on your side. That's nuts. Well, I mean, because like there is an admitted like Philly bias here. And so if Cowboys fans wanted to come after it for that, they could. Um, but I didn't really hear much about that. Yeah, I think it was, it was the Giants and I, I specifically, it was the wording I think I used in there because, I talked about how, um, you know, Joe Judge's mentality or the way he kind of carries himself like a, a tough guy. I mean, and he may be like that. That's just his style. That's a genuine personality trait like that he has, like this no nonsense kind of a coming from the Bill Belichick school. Um, but, yeah, I think that they maybe took issue with a little like just poking fun at that a little bit. But he is like I think that there's no way to properly assess like how Joe judge is as a coach right now. I mean, six and 10, um, he did a big, like, uh, you know, he's, he's done some impassioned speeches about the Eagles, not getting his team into the playoffs and, you know, getting his guys. I I don't know. I just think that there was pushback there, but um, I'm not like a Joe, I'm not anti Joe judge. It's just that I'm not necessarily taking him um over Brandon Staley right now I mean that I think so many of these guys uh like in this bottom tier I don't know that there's that much um value in like nitpicking from 23 to 32 because so many of these guys are just unproven yeah I agree with that I mean I would if I were if I mean again this is you know this is a subjective list we're talking about who you know who would you take I would move Joe Judge I would move Brandon Staley to 23 and Joe Judge to 24. And I can see why Giants fans are mad. Like, He's won, at least been here. He's won a six games. He nearly made the playoffs in the worst division in the history of football. But, you know, then Nick Mullins screwed him. Or who, who, wait, who was it? Who's your guy for the Eagles that they came in? And- uh, Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, Nate Sudfeld. That's it. Yeah, Nate, um- but I just mean, yeah, that doesn't need to be rehashed. But I think, like, if that's the sticking point, like, <laughs> he did fine as, as a first year head coach, but yeah. he's got a lot to prove yet, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And that's, and, and in so many of these cases, not so much maybe in this category, but 
where there was a close call. I, this is just me now. Uh, I tend to lean to the offensive, like the guys who are on that side of the ball. And so that's just, you know, that's my preference. And he's got to prove some things on that side. Of the ball. Just to tell uh, you well, how subjective oh, you want to ask me. Yeah. Just to tell you how subjective this is though, you know, Brinson just said, Hey, Brandon Saley's at 24. Brinson would move him up to 23. I would actually move him back. So we have three kind of differing opinions here. My thing on Brandon Staley is that, you know, he was the defensive coordinator of a Rams defense is arguably one of the most talented defenses from a player's perspective. So he walked into, you know, the cupboard was full when he walked in there. Wade Phillips did a fantastic job with that defense before him. So it's not like they improved a hundred percent or anything. He just got what Wade Phillips is already getting out of that. So I didn't like, that doesn't convince me that Brandon Staley is a genius. It doesn't make me think that he's going to be a phenomenal head coach. I think he's the most mysterious candidate. I could see the chargers winning 12 games. I could see them winning five games because Staley is in over his head once he's uh you know takes over the reins as head coach and not just defensive coordinator so uh, i think there's some mystery there i probably would have put him behind urban meyer i know that college coaches don't always uh succeed when making the jump from college to the nfl but i think urban meyer is the most i guess distinguished name on that list because he has the most experience he won multiple national titles so he's got that kind of pete carroll vibe and we saw what pete carroll did making the jump from usc to uh to, to the seahawks and so you know, and again, these aren't big things. I'd probably drop Brandon Staley to like 28. I'd move Urban Meyer up to the top of the list of coaches who have not coached a year in the NFL yet. But I think for the most part, this is what you do. If, if you haven't coached a season in the NFL, you can't be high up on the list. And if you're Zach Taylor and you have like the worst starting three seasons in the history of the world, I'm I'm just happy Cody didn't rank him last, to be honest. Me and Cody have had our differences. We argued about Andy Dalton. Uh, he had him on a list one time. But the Zach Taylor, I, I am... at. 30 that's almost overranking him so i'm thrilled that he made the cut at 30 i'm actually like surprised that you're not defending like zach taylor more i, I but i don't i'm not anti zach taylor either i think like he's been in an, a horrible situation i mean you don't plan on losing joe burrow for most of the season but at the same time when you're the fact is like this is the nfl and if you're going into your is it will this be year three year four three this will be year three and I mean, it's going to be tough for them to win. I mean, Breach and I talked about it off air earlier today, but to get to eight or nine wins, I mean, I feel like he probably has to do that to, to come back. And I, I don't know. That seems to me he's like six, he's six twenty five and one as a that's head correct. coach. That's not good. Even in a bad situation, that's not good. Yeah. No. And that's why he's there. He's at 30. So. If you're averaging three wins a year, that's not great. I mean, he's going to get fired if he has three wins and, next and, year. And that, that first year was probably, you know, he goes two and 14 with Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback. Well, you know what? Marvin Lewis squeezed six wins out of Andy Dalton every year that Dalton was there. So you can't like say, oh, well, he was in quarterback purgatory because he didn't know who he was going to have in 2020. Well, you could have done better in two and 14. So a lot to be desired there. I'm happy with that ranking though, Cody. Hey. And I think, too, you know, part of it is we talked about separating the coach from the team. But the reality is that the, you know, they are coaching the team that they're going to coach next year. And so it, there is a little bit of power rankings here as well. Like we expect the Texans and the Lions to be the two worst teams in football. Ergo, it's going to look like David Culley and Dan Campbell are the two worst coaches in football. You know, you, you know so I think and you, you, know, you put you, the only first year coach you've got above any second year coaches is outside of the Zach Taylor thing is Staley at 24. And it's possible the Chargers are really good because they have a great setup. And if that's the case, yeah. Staley's going to shoot up into the top 15 for everybody. 
and, and that's where like their team situations, like they just naturally, like it's impossible for them not to seep in a little bit because like when I'm thinking of Brandon Staley, I'm thinking of, he has Justin Herbert. He has like the setup here in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, he's not very proven as it. Like he only had that one year as a coordinator, but same with Urban Meyer. Like, in Los he, Angeles? You just said here in Los Angeles. Was that? No. I, okay, I, I was like, move. did you move to Los Angeles? And I thought, no, I was like, I Cody, that would be an amazing move though. If you were, no. Cody, you were suddenly in LA, like. And yeah, announcing it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm a, yeah going, I'm going to visit Colin Coward's show. this afternoon. Um, <laughs> um, I am in LA to see Colin. <laughs> um, but no. I was going to say, like, if you were to ask me who am I most confident um, that's going to jump up, Breach kind of alluded to, like, he talked about Urban Meyer. I think just because of the situation, like, if you think about three to four years from now in that division, are we sure that, like, four years from now, Ryan Tannehill is still going to be there or Carson Wentz or, like, he's, he has Trevor Lawrence and he's still got a lot to prove there, but he's got that track record. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily see Vic Fangio now it's it's interesting if, if Aaron Rodgers was suddenly traded to the Broncos is Vic Fangio well, a top twenty coach? <laughs> exactly, I, I, that's what I mean. If Aaron Rodgers was on the Broncos, I, but then you're still in a case of like a Mike McCarthy situation where like maybe Mike McCarthy or Vic Fangio keeps your team afloat, but he's never the guy that's taking you you know to the next level. That's your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And, and Mike McCarthy's weird because he has a Super Bowl win, right? But it's with a different franchise, and it was a long time ago. And he went six and 10 last year. Dak was hurt. He's, he's a hard guy to place around. Let's move to the middle tier. Unless you guys have additional comments on that group of coaches. I'll just say Mike McCarthy since 2017 is 16 and 26. Ooh. Yikes. That's low. He, I just had his page up. You're right. He went 10 and six in 2016, not seven and nine, four, seven and one got fired and then six and 10, but he did he, visit he lost PFF once in the off season. He what? He visited PFF. Oh, that's program. true. That's right. He did. He did stop by PFF and ask him about a passing on first down. So he's got that going. Uh, Pete Prisco said he would take Mike McCarthy over Sean McVay in a text exchange with us. When? Like last week. Wait, what? Yeah. I he said he would take prior. Mike McCarthy over Sean McVay. Well, uh, and then he tried to like backtrack because this is what Pete does. He flip flops. That's the most it, absurd statement I've ever heard. Literally, it hit football related in the history of my life. Then he said, <laughs> "Well, I would definitely take prime Mike McCarthy over Sean McVay." I was like, "What do you mean, prime Mike McCarthy? Well, what, not, you mean prime Aaron Rodgers, who was with Mike McCarthy?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do prime Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would you get prime Aaron Rodgers? That's a little different. Prime Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is this. This is what I was yelling about. I'm like, Mike McCarthy's fifty seven. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's coaching prime. You don't need to be. He's like, well, Sean McVay is 35. He'll coach forever. Of course, I would take him for the long haul. It's like, oh, so you would take Sean McVay. No, I would take McCarthy. Prime McCarthy over McVay. Like, what are can you get, talking about? Can we get him in here right now to discuss this? <laughs> oh, you know, let me. I, I, you're not supposed to be talking about the text. We, we need to let Prisco do the coaching ranking <laughs> next year so we can just grill him. Well, you know, so a few years ago back, uh, this, is, this is not all, totally off topic and, and tangent related but um we were at the combine we know we were at the owners meetings and we were sitting around it was me locking fora and prisco i think maybe jamie eisenberg was there i don't think he was though and we were saying to pete like like he was like we we're talking about we don't ranking marvin lewis in fact 
And Pete was like, Marvin Lewis is a great man and a better coach. And we're like, what are you talking about? This guy can't win a playoff game. He's like 20th at best. And Prisky was like, no way. We're like, well, you won't rank the coaches. He's like, I don't. Uh, we're like, you don't want it. You're too scared. You don't want them to yell at you. He's like, I will rank them right now. And we will run it tonight. And so we, we like <laughs> got him all geeked up. So he ranks the coaches and they released the rankings on CBSSports.com. And then the next day is like the coach's breakfast. So he's got to go in there. Oh, before. no. Yeah. I mean, he was getting some he was getting some stink eyes from some people. It was pretty fun. Oh, that's hilarious. I yeah. mean, I, I think Mike McCarthy, like at this point, he's probably a little bit more of like a, a running joke than like it, like I think he does deserve like when we look back on it, he'll still be credited with like even though Aaron Rodgers did the heavy lifting, like he still won the title. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like today there's no, I mean, I, I argued with Sean about Peterson and of course Peterson is Doug Peterson's not even on the list this year, but that's a whole different uh, Sean McVay and Mike McCarthy. I think it's different. Uh, we need to see from Mike McCarthy. He just needs to win in, in Dallas. I mean, if he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he goes five and 11 or five and 12, I guess six and 11, you know, eight and nine, whatever it is, something, so, you know, if he goes below 500 with a full season of Dak, there's a decent chance he gets fired. And then, you know, that changes totally alters your perception of Mike McCarthy as a head coach in totality of his career. And there might be some people out there saying, well, we don't know how good Mike McCarthy is because Dak got injured last season. The Cowboys were one and three going into the game where Dak Prescott yeah. got injured. And then when Dak got injured, and he Andy, should have been 0 and 4, but the one win was the, the crazy game against the Falcons. Right, exactly. So this isn't like, you know, he couldn't win because he lost Dak. He couldn't win. This was, yeah. he had a 250 winning percentage in four full games with Dak and one in a miracle game with that one. I think, win. You're, I think you're right, though. He, he needs, he should win the division. Um, like that, that has to, or like get to the playoffs. That has to be. I think you're right. I think that has to happen kind of this year or next if Jerry Jones has a longer leash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so moving to the middle tier. Mm, controversial. Ooh. Start at the bottom. 22, Cliff Kingsbury. 21, Arthur Smith, the first-year head coach. Hello. Don't forget the teams now. Oh, sorry, you're a good call. Thanks, Cody. Didn't want to read it twice. 22, Cliff Kingsbury of the Cardinals. 21, Arthur Smith of the Falcons. 20, John Gruden of the Raiders. I can see John Gruden. Who I got an intern at CBS wrote this crap. I'm John Gruden. 19, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy of the Bears, excuse me. 18, Matt Rule of the Panthers. 17, Ron Rivera of the Washington football team. 16, Brian Flores, Dolphins. 15, Mike Zimmer. Vikings, 14, Mike Vrabel, Titans, 13, Kevin Stefanski, Browns, 12, Frank Wright, Colts, and 11, Kyle Shanahan is not of the 49ers, is not your top 10, Kyle Shanahan? Come on, Cody. <laughs> no, I know you don't believe, or do you believe that? that Kyle Shanahan is a top 10 coach? Yes. No, no, but... no, you, you do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kyle Shanahan is like in my top five, but I do think it would be difficult to move I don't care. I, mean, I don't care. Swap him in. Swap him in at ten. I don't really care. Um, I think that he's just. You you um, put Mike Tomlin at eleven. You were gonna have a. Oh yeah. Actually, I, I would. Well, I'd swap some. <laughs> I'd swap somebody else out. But okay, look at his so his record so far uh, as the 49ers coach. You ready for this now? Six and ten, four and twelve, thirteen and three, six and ten. Hmm. Now, we talk about injuries and stuff. I mean, but. And I know he came in and they're, they're doing the rebuild and stuff. But, I mean, right now, I, I'm not saying this is how I view it, but if you're looking at a four-season stretch, 
the 13 and three looks like the anomaly. I mean, it is the anomaly of the group, but I mean, I, I think he's not, I think he's a top 10 ish coach. I mean, he's, I think when his scheme is working, when he's got a healthy supporting cast, it's pretty, it, I mean, it's pretty unstoppable when his, his offense is working. Um, and I think that they will rebound in a big way, but his career record is, is under sure. 500. It's, sure. it's under 500. Um, and so, no, I'm, I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I just think that, uh, you know, he's still got, he got to the Super Bowl, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I, I still think there's, there's coaches that I would take before him. And I, you know, I talked about that with Cody because I think that was one of the things you actually got grilled about a little bit on Twitter was the fact that Shanahan wasn't in the top 10 or maybe it was in our Slack conversation. I think uh, Jared Dubin was saying, look, if you want somebody to outscheme someone, you need to hire Kyle Shanahan because he's got one of the best offensive schemes. But, you know, it kind of goes back to what Bill Parcells said, which is you are what you re- your record says you are. And Kyle Shanahan, like, Kyle, like Cody just mentioned, has a losing record in three of his four seasons. He's 29 and 35. Mike Vrabel has 29 wins, and he's been a coach a year less than Kyle Shanahan. So he has many wins with one fewer year of coaching. He's never had a losing record. He's been in the playoffs two or three years. And, and so, and it's not like, you know, Mike Vrabel has a bunch of superstars. It's give the ball to Derrick Henry, hope it works, and it's been working. So, you know, you look at that, and I think you can certainly make the case that Kyle Shanahan doesn't deserve to be in the top 10 just yet. And the funny thing is, if there's one coach right there that I does should be in the top 10, to me, is Frank Reich. Because oh, interesting. He's been in the playoffs two times in three years. He had to deal with Andrew Luck retiring two weeks before the season started, still managed to lead the team to a seven to nine season. He's had three different quarterbacks in three different years. He's going on his fourth quarterback in four years. And yet he still managed to win 28 games, which again, one less than Shanahan, but he's coached a full year less. And so I think Frank Reich is probably the most underrated coach on maybe in the NFL, but certainly on Cody's list. But I, I, otherwise, that would be, you know, I think the rest of this makes sense, except maybe Arthur Smith, you know, because we talked about having yeah. the first-year coaches in the bottom rung. Um, so maybe he's a little too high, but, you know, I like the rest of it. Yeah, I, I was surprised that you said Frank Wright go higher. I think, you, you know, somebody might say he doesn't deserve to be 12, but I think that's, I mean, is it possible that Kyle Shanahan is the better game planner or schemer and Frank Reich is the better head coach. I mean, if you just look at those, I don't know. I mean, those are two different things too. That's, and I think people get those mixed up that it's all, you know, Kyle Shanahan be the best game planner, but if he can't implement the game plan or or is not calling plays at the right time, or, you know, is having some coaching mistakes, like we would see with Anthony Wynn and the chargers or for whatever reason, you're just choking all the time in the fourth quarter. You know, you can't be at the top of a coaching list. Not that Anthony Wynn's on this, but that's just an example of how a coach completely fails team. Uh, So yeah, it's definitely, you know, Shanahan for whatever reason has struggled in three of his four years. So here's, here's what I would say on that front is that it would be very, I would, if I'm picking a coach to coach a, a random lottery ball team, NFL team that spits it out next year. And I want them to get the coach to get the most out of it. I'm taking Kyle Shanahan over Mike Tomlin. I don't know that I would have the stones to rank Kyle Shanahan over Mike Tomlin on a top on a coaches list ranking, because Kyle Shanahan has been to one Super Bowl, as you point out, has three losing seasons. Mike Shanahan has never, I mean, Mike, excuse me, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season and has won two Super Bowls. Now, granted, it's been a while since he won those, but that's the difficult part of this. I do think there's an easy case to be made that if you're if you're picking 
and let's say the Packers. Who would you rather have coaching the Packers, Matt LaFleur or Kyle Shanahan? Because the answer is Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. So that would be my argument. And that if, yeah. and if Matt LaFleur, I think he's a good coach. I, I was wrong about it. I thought he was maybe came out of the Shanahan scheme. Um, but, you know, uh, obviously we haven't mentioned him, so he's in the top 10. Yeah, I didn't mention him because I didn't want to spoil, spoil alert, Brinson. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's hard to do that. Uh, I don't really have any beef. I think I think the middle section here is really interesting because Cliff Kingsbury at 22, I think you captured the gentle general sentiment about Cliff Kingsbury. He has been flashy and he does cool stuff and he's very handsome. I don't know that his offense is necessarily working. And this is a kind of a big year for Cliff Kingsbury coming up. So he's kind of like Kyle Shanahan, but without any of the actual game planning expertise handsome players love him out west um yeah yeah i mean i think that yeah a lot of his like they did improve a little bit last year um but so much of it is kind of just you're watching kyler murray chuck it up to deandre hopkins and and yeah i think that he definitely has a lot to prove i agree like arthur smith i think i'm not that big of a believer like i mean i think arthur smith can do good things but i don't know that 21 that's probably a little high for what i actually I mean, like John Gruden, Matt Nagy, Matt Rule. I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it really depends on your flavor of, like, I, I'm, I'm obviously taking Matt Rule over John Gruden in terms of, like, I'm going to be building a team. I'm, I'm probably going to trust the upside there over what John Gruden has shown. And John Gruden's also, like, his personnel decisions, I think, have to be factored in there as well. Yeah, because That's he, the thing with Gruden. You have to yeah. bring up the fact that he's the one shopping for the groceries. Right. I mean, he – yeah, exactly. That's – the dinners he's putting out on the table, he has, he's also shopped for those ingredients. And so, yeah, Ron Rivera, like you've got a bunch of defensive guys right in the middle there, because I think that um, again, it doesn't mean you can be a, you can't be a defensive coach and be a top 10, but to me, a lot of those guys are kind of like their teams are often, and Brian Flores still has room to grow, but like Ron Rivera um, and who else was there? Mike Zimmer. I just think those guys are like, they're very solid. They're very savvy defensive minds, but I'm, I'm not necessarily betting on them to, to win it all anytime soon. Ron Rivera's the, the, the three there, 15, 16, 17, maybe you can lump in variable too. Um, but Zimmer Flores and Rivera are just interesting because Flores is much younger than the other two guys, but I don't think we know what the dolphins will be. I mean, the dolphins were impressive last year. And I think Brian Flores, Looks like a guy headed on the right path, but you can't launch him into the top 10. I think those are pretty good rankings. Ron Rivera, you know, and Zimmer just feel like their ceilings are capped because of how they operate and, you know, like you say, defense, discipline. They don't want to cut it loose offensively. So, you know, it would take a pretty big season from one of those guys. Although Ron Rivera has been to the Super Bowl. So, you know, give him credit for that. Uh, Stefanski, I think, is an interesting name who could jump up into the top 10. Uh, any, any, Any other thoughts here, Breach, on this grouping no i mean I, I i told you i thought frank Reich should be a little bit higher I, and you know you hit the nail on the head with stepansky i don't think we know enough about him yet one year uh, you get the browns in the playoffs you deserve to be top 15 so i have no problem with that i actually think matt Nagy is a interesting case not that they're a little ranking, underrated i i mean it does feel like i wouldn't have put him behind matt rule but again these are such small uh discrepancies that i don't think it's big enough and, and really makes a difference but you're talking about you know, 
he's not picking his own groceries. He got handed Mitchell Trubisky. It's not him that chose to take Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So he got stuck with this quarterback who's average, you know, using the number two overall pick. And somehow, you know, he still has this team in the playoffs two out of three years. He's never had a losing record. And so sometimes I don't think Matt Nagy gets enough credit because he is not making the personnel decisions. He's just going out there coaching his team, you know, and somehow they're making the playoffs almost every year with him. He He's basically an extension for bears fans and their hatred of, of uh, Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky and coming soon, Andy Dalton. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think that, yeah. And, and you can like, for instance, I think like if you look at 1560 and these are such small things like Reach said, but Zimmer over Flores, I mean, that's, that's going with the track record over the upside. Whereas um, Nagy and rule, um, we had Matt rule one spot ahead of Nagy that's going with the upside over the track record. And so it's, you know, again, the, I think the bigger picture, the best way to look at it is like, this is a jumble of guys here yeah. and are they working their way up or not? And so I think with, with I, I Nagy, think it would I mean, take a lot for someone from 20, 13 to 22 to crack the top 10. Stefanski maybe. I, yeah, we'd need another Browns well, playoff yeah, run. Yeah, not now. Not now, yeah. but yeah. A year. Gruden. I, mean, yeah, I, said, I said I thought Frank Reich should be in the top 10. Eventually, yeah. you know, if the Colts go no, to the That's why I said 13 to 22. I agree with you on Frank Reich. Okay, okay. I, I think I would have Frank Reich and Kyle Shanahan in my top 10 personally. I don't think Vrabel should be in the top 10 right now, but I think if they get to another AFC title game, you can certainly make the argument that he deserves to be there because that would be two AFC championships in four seasons. He's never had a losing record. And he's got, you know, he's got that John Harbaugh mentality where they're like, we're going to play, we're going to win the old fashioned way by running the ball 40 times a game and then defense, but they don't have a defense. So that's why he can't get the Super Bowl. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, who did Cody put in the top 10? We will tell you next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip. Maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid. I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. The uh, like the quarterbacks, the easy, the, the top top end of this is fairly easy. So we'll stop it. Start at number 10. Tenth, uh, uh, Cody has Mike Tomlin, as we've referenced before, of the Steelers. Number nine, Matt LaFleur. 
Breaches, doppelganger of the Packers, eight Bruce Arians of the, the t- defending Super Bowl champion, t- Super, uh, eh, it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, seven Pete Carroll of the Seahawks, six Sean McVay of the Rams, five Sean McDermott of the Bills, four Sean Payton. This is a, a, a little uh, Sean run here. Four Sean Payton. A shot at Sean. I mean, yeah, I Sean, Sean, Sean. <laughs> oh my God. Three John Harbaugh, the Ravens, two. Bill Belichick, not number one. Oh, I'm sure that went over well, Patriots fans. And number one, Andy Reid of the Chiefs. I don't mind it. Andy Reid's been a three straight Super Bowl, uh, almost three straight Super Bowls, three straight AFC, AFC Chiefs. Four offsides away from three straight Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, only won one of them, but is, you know, I, I think given what happened in 2020, that it's okay to have Andy Reid over Bill Belichick. What was the biggest uh, piece of feedback you got about this top 10? Um, it was at 10 and one. It was at the, the bookends here. So um, Pittsburgh fans, I mean, generally, I, I think that there so is Tom, still, it was too low at 10. Yeah. I mean, and again, this is like just the small sample size of whoever reached yeah. out to me on Twitter, whoever took the article, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's still like at least some faction of Steelers fans that like they still view Mike Tomlin and, and understandably so as like a top five to seven ish coach, because. I mean, like, again, you mentioned that the, what is it, 14 years now and no losing seasons. I mean, so the one thing that Mike Tomlin has going for him is his teams never bottom out. I mean, his teams do not quit. And so if you want to look at, like, what's a good quality of a head coach, he's he's always got teams that are invested. But I, again, where it's close calls, I tend to lean towards, like, the off, like, philosophically, where are we moving forward here in 2021 and beyond? Are, are we building up offensively? I don't necessarily get that with Mike Tomlin. And then they've also tended to, to fizzle out down the stretch. And since they lost the Super Bowl in 2010, which is a lot. I mean, how old was Tom Brady in 2010? That's a long time. Was, ago. It was 11 years ago. Yeah. I was working at so, CBS. That was my first Super Bowl. It was my first year working at CBS. Yeah. So that's the last time Steelers win the Super Bowl. And since then, they've gone three and six in the playoffs. And so, yeah. um, there now the the biggest pushback and i think it's a fair one was that if you're going to put mike tomlin at 10 you need to have sean payton like right next to him because he's a coach that's also like the saints have always been kind of in the mix but since they were in the super bowl they've also struggled to advance in the playoffs they've racked up the wins in the regular season i just again it's coming down to that philosophical like would i rather have sean payton as an offensive innovator or Mike Tomlin as like the defensive discipline kind of a thing. And I just went with the former. And so I think I'm not going to be upset if you give me Mike Tomlin as my head coach. And the argument also is like, if the Steelers were to fire Mike Tomlin, people will be lining up at the door to hire him. Yes, I agree. He's a top 10 coach, but I'm not necessarily taking him over some of these other guys. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about bringing up Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin and their postseason record is that, John Harbaugh is also in that same boat since winning that Super Bowl in 2012. He's two and four in the postseason. And he, if you just look at the past five years, he's one and three. So he's struggled just as much as these other coaches have in the big game. And so, uh, you know, whether I, I would push, he was going to get fired in 2017. But I yeah, would. Yeah, exactly. So my argument for John Harbaugh's, though, is that um, not only has he like been adaptable to build around Lamar Jackson since he came in. But they, even though the playoff record isn't like we all expect Lamar Jackson should have been in a Super Bowl by now or something. But since he's had Lamar Jackson, the Ravens have gotten incrementally better. So it's not like they, they haven't 
they, I mean, they have. They I got mean, worse record. in 2020 compared to 2019, so that's not well, better. Well, I mean, they're well, no, at the end of the season. 35 they, and 13 since they drafted Lamar Jackson. With a 1-3 right. and three record in the postseason. Now, wait a second. 1-2. and two. Last year, you one said they got four. worse in 2020. I'm talking about statistically. The offense, Lamar yeah, Jackson okay. struggled. So, yeah, and, went, and, yeah. and for all but we know, still... they could take a step back in 2021. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin had no quarterbacks. Ben, ben Roethlisberger got injured and he had to deal. He did Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. And somehow he kept that streak alive of not having a losing record. So I just think those are arguments that you can use on multiple sure. coaches. And, you know, because, I, you know, I like your list. I, I thought that making Andy Reid one is good. Belichick two. I think Harbaugh's too high at three. I think Harbaugh is a top seven coach. I'm not sure that I'd have him at three. Who are you putting at number three, Breach? Uh but everybody from three through eight, seven. Now I, I say I'm not Bruce Aaron's just won the Super Bowl, but I'm not putting him at three because you look at his last, I think five seasons as a head coach. He said four losing seasons and a Super Bowl season with Tom Brady. So, you know, it, it's, if you have four out of five losing seasons, I'm, I'm not putting you in at number three. So it wouldn't be Bruce Arians, even though I'm fine with him being in the top 10, but I think it would probably be Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, but again, like we just said, those guys have the same arguments against them as John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. So it, it's tough. I think that third slot is probably the hardest one to fill. And I was going to say Sean McVay, but Brenton would punch me in the face for uh, playing a favorite to my buddy from Miami. But I honestly think if I had made this list, I'd probably put McVay at three. I, I was going to suggest McVay at three. I would probably go Sean Payton at three. You know, I understand, you know, you can talk about the playoff losses all you want. I mean, they suffered three of the most back-breaking playoff losses. What, the Minneapolis Miracle, the Nicole Roby Coleman thing, and then, you know, the Kyle Rudolph catches touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins in overtime to lose at home. I, I think if history, you know, if the ball bounces a little bit differently for the Saints over the last four or five years, maybe they have a couple of titles. They drafted so well in that 2017 season. But I mean, you know, he had went seven and nine, three straight years before that, before that crazy draft with Kamara and, uh, you know, and, and Lattimore and Ryan Ranchick boosted them up. So it's really tough. Arians, I agree. And he just won the Super Bowl, but I, I you know, he wouldn't be my third choice if I'm picking coaches. Sean McDermott is really interesting because he has been with the Bills for four years. He has one losing season. He's 38 and 26. So he's almost won 60% of his games with the Bills, a traditionally terrible franchise. And he's been in the playoffs three of the four years. Now, the first year was a total fluke, but the last two years, I mean, this is a team that just has gotten better, a lot better under his stewardship. And he works at Brandon Bean. He does some of the grocery shopping as well. Sean McDermott, I don't know if you can put him at three, but he is really interesting to me. I, I mean, I, I think in a perfect world, if there wasn't you know blowback from it, again, it's hard. You, know, you should rank them however you want to rank them. But I would have Reed, Belichick, Peyton, McVeigh, McDermott, then Kyle Shanahan, and then I would figure it out with Tomlin, Arians, and then probably Bruce Arians because you just won the. Where's Super John Bowl. Harbaugh in your top ten? And then Harbaugh's right there too. I mean. It's that's hard. Right. This is a, I think your tiers are good for the most. Yeah, part. That, that's the thing. I don't mean to like uh, discredit this list because I think that the tier system is like maybe that's the better way to do it. Before I mean, this is what gets the clicks when people see uh, 
oh my you know i'm 10 what's this guy who got snubbed yeah right but i think you know the way that we view it yeah i mean so many of these guys like breach said they have similar like you could critique them in similar ways because only one coach wins the super bowl each year and so it's a tough thing to do um and so I, i think yeah it's a matter of like who which of these guys do you trust could lead a team to a super bowl you know if all things were even and yeah i i like I mean, I, like with Sean McVay, I think if you look at like his his record and he's only coached four seasons so far, like imagine if the offense wouldn't have laid an egg in the Super Bowl if they yeah. beat the Patriots. I mean, I mean you guys probably pulled down by Bill Belichick in that game. So. Right. And, and again, so that has to be taken into consideration. But if for whatever reason he won that Super Bowl, I mean, he'd be a lock at number three, maybe even two. I mean, because you're talking about like the upside. Like what he's well, just I mean, now on the other hand, where's Kyle Shanahan if he beats Andy Reid and Andy Reid doesn't have a Super Bowl? You know, that that changes everything. Well, I don't know. He's also had several losing seasons. I mean, I, I, I get it. You can rack him up. But I think, like you said, when you're saying like I'll take anyone from three to seven for number three, like that shows this is these the group. It's just a matter of whether you want to pull Frank Reich in, you want to pull Kyle Shanahan in. Um, and include them in like so, this group so here's what guys. here's what I would do if I was tiering them instead of ranking them one through thirty-two. I would have the top tier it would be two guys belichick and andy reed and then my next tier would be super bowl winning stalwarts or something like that and it would be sean payton pete carroll bruce arians mike tomlin and 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 i'm missing somebody there and then the next one would be young guns maybe like sean mcdermott sean mcveigh kyle shanahan matt lafleur kevin stefanski and then i don't because frank reich doesn't have a super bowl so i don't know where and then you see what I'm saying though? That's how I like, I think, I think your, your, li- the list is in that list. Your list basically accomplishes that. It's just in a different order. And the one through 10 is what's going to get people worked up. Yeah. Like, you know, when, what was it? Well, then people pull the headlines was not on the like, top 10 and, and Sean McVay was last year. What was the deal? What did Sean do? I think he actually included him. Like in the grand scheme of things, it looks very petty now. I mean, it was like, because Doug Peterson <laughs> were on there, but I think, the head well, to head between things it looks it looks it doesn't look petty it looks like it looks like oh yeah Doug Peterson got fired but, right um, I think uh they're head to head and like I was arguing he won more in the big game so he but. had he had Peterson at nine McVeigh at six Shanahan at five Peyton four Harbaugh three Reed two and Belichick one so he only did to a top ten too yeah yeah but um no that's what gets it is, it is things. For Eagles fans specifically, Colin, Sean McVay is one, roughly. He's like, just fired a shot. I don't know if he yeah. had that But now I put, I mean, Sirianni's way at the bottom. So yeah, well, And one be. thing with McVay real quick, and one reason why, you know, I, I don't think number three is completely crazy, although Brent Sound, like your Sean Payton, aren't even number three, because in those playoff games you mentioned, he put his team in a position to win, which is what you want a good coach to do. And then, you know, there's weird plays. Losing weird plays, it, it's difficult to digest especially when it's a phantom pass interference call or a real pass interference call that didn't get a flag so i have no problem with sean payton at number three if you put him there but you look at mcveigh this is a guy who doesn't do his own grocery shopping he is at the behest of Les need who is is doing all the personnel stuff there and sean mcveigh hasn't gotten a first definitely round not shopping at whole foods because they ain't got no first round exactly pick. he has like, never right. had a first round pick since 
he's taken over that job. They didn't have one 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. They're not going to have one next year. So he's and been they coaching. Traded, they traded two their next two first-round picks to get rid of the only first-round pick that was still on the roster. In, so in, he's been coaching kind of shorthanded, you know, not getting this riches that every other team in the NFL gets. And not just for one year. It's not like he lost one year's first-round pick. He's literally never had one. He's going into his fifth year. And so you take that into account, and he's somehow still winning 10.8 games a year. He's been the he, – he beat the Seahawks in the playoffs this year with uh John Walford with John Walford and Jared Goff finishing with a gimpy thumb you know in, in Seattle in Seattle so just some of the things he's done I think has been impressive so I think three or four would be good for him but again overall uh it's not easy to rank these coaches I think I thought Cody did a pretty good job yeah I mean again it's one and two are really simple and yeah. you know where how Belichick does this year will impact whether he's one next year or whether he you know sticks at two. Yeah, I don't think you're moving him unless they win five games and then maybe move him down. Um, and then it's it's largely going to depend on how these teams perform and who can take a leap forward. You know, if Arians backs it up and Ty, he and Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, he's got to be three. If not, if not, you know, if not, I don't know if you make him two. I mean, you don't, you don't. So with the one and two, you don't take any issue with Andy Reid over Belichick because I think that was one of the biggest like. I think it's just so easy to like, I acknowledge that Bill Belichick is like the greatest of all time, yeah. but I'm, I don't know. I, and I, it's hard to separate like Patrick Mahomes from Andy Reid, but Andy Reid won a lot before Patrick Mahomes as well. He took Alex Smith to the, like Alex Smith was good right away with him. He won for 12, 14 years in Philadelphia. So the track record is there with him as well. I, I don't know. I, I think with a depleted roster, Andy Reid is more likely to win than Bill Belichick. That's I mean, Belichick led the Patriots to an 11 and five record in 2008 without Tom Brady. And he took the Browns, the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs in 1994. If you you want to look at pre Tom Brady, the Pats could have won nine games last year and made the playoffs. It it wouldn't, there are a lot of close games and you know, they lost Cam Newton to COVID midway through the year. It's a weird season. I I don't personally take a whole lot of umbrage with Andy Reid over Bill Belichick. I mean, Belichick's if you're ranking coaches all time, it's not close. Belichick is way ahead of Andy Reid because of the six Super Bowls. Uh, plus the other two with the Giants. But if you're simply doing coach right now, like where they stand right now, I think Andy Reid's ahead of Belichick. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just like in the year 2021, like if you're rolling those lottery, uh, like if you're doing that, I feel like I'd rather get Andy Reid than Bill Bell. And maybe that's too much recency bias based off of last year and what the Chiefs are doing. I I think Andy Reid's more likely to drag the 2021 Lions or the 2021 Texans to the playoffs or the 2021 Bengals to the playoffs than Bill Belichick is. Now, I would rather have Bill Belichick rebuilding the 2021 lines, I think, than Andy Reid. But I think just next year Maybe. approaching, just because you're going to get more. Bill Belichick is going to turn his offense over to somebody else. Andy Reid is going to design the offense and, and have his fingerprints all over it. And that, to your tiebreaker point, that makes it more likely to, to I, I think. But for Belichick's him doing that defensively. You know, Reed hands it off to someone else. So it's just kind of the flip side. And I will say, and again, I think Reed at one is fine. Um, But if you do look at, you know, the past five years in the playoffs, Andy Reed's six and four, Belichick's eight and two, which is better. And Andy Reed is 0 and three against Belichick all time in the postseason. So, you know, and that's, that's over two of those are over the past, I think six years. So that's kind of recent. And then obviously that Super Bowl back in 2004, I mean, um, I mean, Bill Belichick has won two of the last five Super Bowls and has been to three of the last five Super Bowls. So it is 
We are certainly mm-hmm. taking a putting a lot of weight on 2020 when we do this year. But I, yeah. I don't mind sliding and buying. I could I definitely love the idea of Bill Belichick reading this and being like <laughs> Cody Benjamin's a dad. And handwriting Cody uh <laughs> yeah, wow. a kind but mean email. It is crazy though when you're like when you're going through these stats because I included the career records and playoff records and you know a couple of these guys have Super Bowl records, like just going through like Andy Reid, one and two in Super Bowls and just like writing out that Bill Belichick is six and three in Super Bowls. It's just, I mean, and could easily be nine and a. Yeah. I mean, they were I mean, never, lost, never, I mean, no, granted, he could be one and, and seven too, but I mean, or one and eight, I guess. But I mean, the, the loss of the Eagles and the two losses of the Giants were really, really close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's uh, any other, any other final thoughts on the, on the coaches' rankings here? Good stuff. I mean, we didn't, it wasn't very, uh, like, we didn't get heated in here. I, I don't think. I mean, it was a very cordial. Pete, like, Pete Carroll's a weird one, too. I'll say that. Pete Carroll's tough because yeah. Seahawks fans hate him. Seahawks fans hate, so it's, you could put, but can you really push Pete Carroll out of the top 10? I mean, his, he's, he's 112 and 63. You cannot like, push he, Pete Carroll out of the top 10. Right. Pete Carroll might be his teams like are always like they're they're never like pleasing anyone like they're very aesthetically unpleasant i guess but i don't but it works i guess i mean he's he's would you compare him to like a mike tomlin on this list or not yes. I, mean, I think it's very similar yeah yeah it's mike, mike tomlin i think mike tomlin and pete Car- mike tomlin and pete Carroll are the two guys i was thinking of where so uh, you're an eagles fan or breach you're a Bengals fan you get your pick of four guys you can have it, well. I'm gonna say three guys for breach because I know he's who, who we take for the third. Um, you can have Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, or Kyle Shanahan. Who are you taking? I'm taking Kyle Shanahan. See, this right. is the yeah, but, and, and that's I the problem because I wouldn't rank. I, I would have Pete right. Carroll. It's hard. It, you yeah, can't possibly rank Kyle Shanahan ahead of Pete Carroll, even though you are 100 of the time taking Kyle Shanahan over Pete Carroll. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's what makes the ranking so difficult is that we but we have this on field evidence that you know Pete Carroll has been much more successful in his and coaching career than Kyle Shanahan. So is it fair to say though because like are we all just a little bit too brainwashed with like the idea of Kyle Shanahan? Or, I, or will, I, I think it's been the you. team too because if, if I if I'm if I'm the Titans, I'm in Nashville right now. I would take Pete Carroll over. I think Pete Carroll, that would be like his dream right. offense, having oh, Derrick Henry. And but as a Bengals guy with Joe Burrow and all those receivers, I want Kyle Shanahan. Well, I was going to ask Cody, who would you rather have? You get to pick between Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay. Who are you taking? Oh, for the oh, I go with Sean McVay. Okay, I mean, I, mean, I knew Breach would take McVay, so I didn't want to give <laughs> oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, so I think it's out. Who would you go with? Tomlin, Carroll, or Shanahan? My thought too was like Breach. I'm leaning towards uh, Shanahan, and I don't know if it's like why my own brain is like he's a really good coach i know but like the the record like we were talking about is like am i like just well, he, did, he got there he didn't have a quarterback and like then he traded you, for a quarterback the quarterback tore his acl and then the quarterback was healthy for 16 games they went to the super bowl Harold didn't have a quarterback when he got to seattle he made the playoffs in 2010 and, and like, had one of the biggest upsets with the the beast quake Pete carroll's like, worst yeah. season as a head coach of the seahawks is nine and seven and he went seven to nine in 2010, and but they made the, so they made the playoffs. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I just wonder, like, and I'm with, like, my my response. Like, let's say the Eagle, like all the coaches are free and the Eagles announce tomorrow they're hiring Kyle Shanahan. That is getting me more excited 
than saying we hired Pete Carroll or Mike Tomlin. But I do wonder, like, is there a little too much like Twitter, like bowing down to the idea of Kyle Shanahan that's that's seeping in there? Because sure. like, do I just love the idea of like this offensive genius? And yet, like, reaches like the record. He went 13 and three, went to a Super Bowl. But in three of those four seasons, he's not like like you said, uh, Carroll's worst season doesn't even come to that. So I mean, I, it, I mean, you would Eagles fans would be and Tom went again. We've said it a thousand times has never had a losing record. And Shanahan has literally had a losing record 75 percent of yeah. the time. <laughs> and yet I'm, it's not like taking me that long to pick Shanahan. Is it just yeah. because of the philosophy of like where the NFL is going? Like we we trust that Kyle Shanahan can scheme his way out of something rather than Mike Tomlin can, you know, put together defensive masterpiece. I don't know. I agree. It's it's a that's what makes this list tough. You did a good job. Uh, let's get out of here, Cody. As always, thanks, buddy. Keep up the great work. You hope your Twitter mentions stay clean and uh, breach. I'm sure we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.